Happy Money Monday, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Win Win Effect Podcast. I am your host, Chris Ross, and if you're new to us, welcome. I am incredibly grateful that you're joining us for the first time. The outcome that we're after on each episode of this show is to introduce you to as many people as we cross paths with to inspire and to help you, our listeners, to manifest anything you want out of life. How we go about achieving this is one heartbeat, one mission, one outcome, that's success. For the listeners that have been tuning in for a while, there's a good chance you've heard me say that this is the decade for female entrepreneurs. Women are a little bit more emotionally tuned to their own emotions and their own selves and have the intellect to understand and sniffing out bullshit. For the last seven to eight years, I have dedicated my time and energy into gaining more knowledge when it pertains to the psychology behind sales. The first couple of seasons and what actually led me into starting this podcast was to share some of the knowledge and some of my findings on this particular topic of emotional intelligence, which makes me thoroughly excited to be able to share with you a conversation that I had with Forbes 30 Under 30 entrepreneur, Samantha Duran. Samantha is a British entrepreneur and media personality with a fierce emphasis on inspiring each individual to embrace their identity and to take pride in their individuality. At the young age of 18, Samantha struck out on her own and moved to London, pursuing her dream of becoming a TV presenter. That led her to ultimately making a decision of going across the pond all the way to LA, where she was able to start spreading her wings, meeting some huge connections in the media field. And this is what I talk about, ladies and gentlemen, with the hustler's mentality of always trying to figure out how you can make an impact. Samantha's always had a certain style where she's been very trendy with streetwear, that she's always been passionate about and where she wanted to start her own clothing brand called Critics Clothing. But here's the genius. This is before all the influencers became influencers with the social media boom. She started interviewing the guests on her show, celebrities, and having a free press release with them wearing her clothing brand. That definitely made an impact and one of the major reasons what led her becoming Forbes 30 Under 30 Entrepreneur. Samantha is best known for her work within female entrepreneurship and digital media, having built on that concept as an extension of her critics' clothing by launching digital media as a news company, Be Your Own, which she is a podcast host as she interviews all the different types of female entrepreneurs trying to make an impact in today's marketplace. By successfully striking up collaborations, media partnerships, and sponsorships deals with a mixture of the UK's promising SMEs to global organizations, Samantha has leveraged this to bring Be Your Own Brand's value to an estimated over £1 million. With monthly Be Your Own Membership Club events, which she does virtually now since the whole pandemic and COVID-19, Samantha confidently hosts business workshops and panel discussions covering all female entrepreneurship topics and women in business development work. I can go on and on forever talking about how great this woman is, which you're about to find out. But today, Samantha has covered over many media outlets and publications from Forbes, Square Mile, Telegraph, to Business Leader, and remains truly dedicated to involving her brand and her team. Stand by for a quick message from our co-host, Wes Bays, which he will not be joining us for today since I was able to have a conversation with her one-on-one. To everybody out there, go ahead and grab a pen and piece of paper because you might want to take notes today. I'll see you on the other side.
Before I bring on today's guest, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to subscribe and hit that notification bell so you never miss the fire content we're bringing you every week. If you're listening from your favorite podcast platform, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review letting us know how you're enjoying the show. And as always, follow us on Instagram at The Win Win Effect to stay updated on upcoming shows and get exclusive behind the scenes footage. And lastly, fill out the feedback form and letting us know how you enjoyed our guest today and which guests you would like to see in the future. Now, without further ado, let's get back to the show. All right, everybody, help me welcoming Samana Duran to the show. Samana, how are you? Hi, how, how are you doing? What's good? How's everything? Oh, everything's good. Any of the ends of why you know us? We're going to move, right? Entrepreneurs. Yeah, exactly. Just keep it moving. Keep it flowing every That's day. That's right. So I, multitude of reasons why I wanted to have you on this show. And I know that our, my media team reached out to your media team and then set this up. And we had a wonderful conversation the last time that we spoke and it went on for over an hour. It was a good conversation though. It really taught me a lot about the person that you are. And I'm so glad that I came to, I figured out very quickly that you and I, well, we're both Tauruses. So I was like, we are definitely, <laughs> there's going to be so much synergy here. It's going to be a brilliant podcast. So thank you so much for inviting me on the show. Like I'm super yeah, super excited. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm, and you're welcome. Um, this conversation is definitely going to go well, I know for sure, because our last conversation, and yes, we both are Tauruses. And I've never, I've actually spent a lot of time with a woman Taurus. So I think that that probably goes, and I think towards the end of our conversation, the last time that we spoke, we discovered that both about each other. So that makes more sense now. And I've written down a lot of different notes on the ways that you're able to bring to audience, you know, so much value. And, you know, for most people that don't know who you are and what you're about on your growth and your journey. I mean, you've done so much even at a young age, but then also even afterwards, you have the foresight of kind of seeing what's in the future as an entrepreneurship. And just to touch on that, I know that you started off as a TV presenter in London and went to the U.S. for a little while working into media and then went to your clothing brand, which critics clothing, but people don't know who that is and what that's about, street clothing. I thought that was really cool and authentic and what, who you are as a person. And it kind of went into what you do now as a podcaster would be your own and you making such an impact with all the women entrepreneurs out there. But for the most part, I mean, let's kind of peel back the layer a little bit more in depth, if I can, before that you made that trip over across the Atlantic. When you were a TV presenter and working on that in London, what actually led you to wanting to do something like that? Well, I'm, you know, originally I came from a tiny, tiny town in Lincolnshire up north in the UK. Mm -hmm. And I think I always had this bigger picture to be something. I mean, yes, okay, TV presenting, a lot of the time it was people telling me that I'd make a great TV presenter. And I kind of really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. So I thought, you know what, I, I'm going to move to London and I'm going to make it big and I'm not returning back home until I'm successful. Like that was me. That was my mm -hmm. thought process at that time that, you know, I want to, I want to make something of myself and I want to mm -hmm. be on the TV. Like I want to be like out there. Um, so that's essentially what happened. I moved to London very, very young. I was I was around 18 years of age and I remember living in this squalid, awful place in Camden. Um, and I didn't know anybody when I first moved there, but I was landing some really, really great gigs actually. And again, that's 
one of the major gigs that I landed was to tour the US on a car rally, which led me ultimately to where I am today. Um, I was able to launch my first business from it um, and make so many amazing connections and gain so much experience. But I think being so young, the issue that I was often faced with was that I didn't really have that experience, but right. to get that experience, I needed the bigger jobs and, you know, at 18, like how are you going to land, you know, a channel five or channel four job without, you know, having some kind of experience and also those connections as well. So, yeah. I read somewhere, some, I don't know who it was. I think it was George Clooney. I mean, I was on an interview with somebody else and someone brought this up. I always want to put people in a situation where they can't tell me no. And I think that that's something that you, do very well. You don't speak just to speak. You speak to contribute to the conversation or contribute to whatever the situation is, maybe an event, or it could be, you know, you going on and, you know, interviewing people and us being Tauruses. We're very curious individuals and we kind of can sense with the emotional intelligence piece when we know what the other person is full of shit. How much has that helped you when you're asking questions, even on your podcast show now, and you're asking questions, you're going to get to the, the core and to the root. But if they give you off a, a smoke screen or a mirror, how much do you pick up on that? I think, you know, I've just recently turned 30 and, and I have had an incredible amount of experience. I've done so many things, so many things that I never thought were going to be possible. I've experienced a lot, seen a lot. I've spoke to a lot of different people, mm -hmm. different in industry fields. And um, I think one of the most common threads that I often see is, again, like social media plays a big part in people hyping themselves up. And I, yes. have, you know, I really have no problem with that. But when you peel back the layers and you really have a, a discussion with them, they're more often than not really the person they put out there. Mm -hmm. And that's the person that I often find more interesting because they've got more of a story. And I think having that experience and doing a lot, seeing a lot and being fortunate, as well as putting in a lot of hard graft and work and energy and time, I, I can very often see when things don't really match up and if people are kind of attempting to pull the wool over my eyes mm -hmm. maybe people think you know oh she's a woman or which I don't really know if that's always really the case but they might think that oh she's young she doesn't really know um and I'm definitely not as naive as, as maybe people might think that I am but having had that experience and garnered a lot of experience along the way, um, I can definitely sniff out the shit. That's for sure. Right. And that, and that makes you really impactful in what you do with even your businesses, right? And having a business development teams, you mean you have divisions, you have companies, you have corporations. So that type of brand and that type of exposure to all the different types of industries and you kind of understanding when someone's full of shit or sniffing it out, right? And saying, okay, something's not right. Let me ask more questions. And I, I find that really impactful for the listeners to understand because it doesn't matter on who you are and what you're projecting out in the universe or projecting out on social media and the facade on who you are. The people that I'm meeting now that I'm coming in contact with, I expect to meet these people because I've spent a lot of years honing in on my craft and working on myself and making myself more of a person that, you know, speaks and tries to bring value rather than just telling you what you want to hear and being authentic. I mean, I'm the same person that you'll see at a coffee shop and you'll see on speaking on stage or working with a company or corporation. I'm the same cat. It's just that I might be saying different things depending on who I'm speaking to. And I think that 
even when I go in, like people are going for jobs and my team hires and fires people and they'll bring to me, I'm like, well, what actually led you in making a decision of hiring that type of person? I know that you have a team that does this, but is that something that you train your staff on as well, looking for what they're not telling you when you're hiring people within your organization? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a famous quote lurking around somewhere. Um, I can't really remember who um, said it, but I, you know, it's very important to pay attention to the things that people are not saying as opposed mm -hmm. to the things that people are saying. So I think that I personally take things that people say with a pinch of salt because I'm a proven person and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm results driven. I like to measure results. And so when I see results or see things happening, that's when I really know when to trust someone's word um, because I like to see actions. I, I'm not really about the talk. So when it comes to really hiring or, you know, taking new people on or working with new people, I think personally, that's one of the reasons why I like to speak to these people, which it has been incredibly difficult over the lockdown period because I've also been in the middle of hiring a new team and I actually really enjoy getting to know that person, going out for coffee with that person and really understanding how they're going to benefit Be Your Own, how right. I'm going to benefit their life by making them a part of our team and what we do and really cementing that company culture that we have. Um, but having to do it over a, a video screen um, virtually has been a little bit difficult, but you know, it's, we don't always get things right as an entrepreneur. Uh, we do make some bad decisions, but I say bad decisions um, and mistakes, but it's, it's great to look at them as a learning curve because yes. by hiring someone who possibly hasn't worked out well, it hasn't worked out as well as you'd have hoped, you can take that into the next situation and be like, okay, well, I learned from that. And this is how I'm going to approach this situation for next time. Okay. Like, and I think there's, there's a real beauty in that. So mm -hmm. as much as my team, you know, Emma from my team, she's great. We've just hired a couple of new girls as well. They're fantastic. I think, you know, for me, I like to really be involved and I make sure that everyone who's part of my team understands that I'm only a phone call away. I am only an email away. Um, if mm. you really want to do a video chat or a Zoom call, I am here um, because I like to be part of that development stage where I'm on hand all the time. Like, don't think any question is too stupid to ask me because right. you need to learn. Um, and by asking those questions, you're going to be better. You're going to excel. And overall, it's a win-win. Like, you win, I win. We win mm -hmm. all collectively together. So, so Yeah. I think that's beautiful. I mean, what you just said this there, and a lot of people don't understand that when they're an entrepreneur, yeah, just because you're good at what you do and you can make money and produce revenue, doesn't make you an entrepreneur. You have to have to write people around you and that's within your culture and who you are as a person overall and your core values. Like I have a saying within my organizations, it doesn't matter where or what company that we're contracted through one heartbeat, one mission, one outcome, that's success in my opinion, because we're moving in one unit in one breath we're pushing in the right direction because everyone understands their job and it kind of goes from when i was in the military if i had to go into battle or something that's why we train until our eyes bleed it's your job and if i can't tell you the job in a split second that means you're not going to execute when the times get tough mm. and even within your organization it doesn't matter if what kind of company is a media company or clothing company you need to have the right people around you and you being 
able and being, I guess, accessible and approachable within your staff, that plays a huge part because now you can ask them questions. What was your decision-making process that led you to making that decision? And that's how you train your staff need and need training. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't talk about when they're on interviews, even when I'm podcasting and you having a podcast and I've listened to a couple of your episodes and you ask a lot of deep penetrating questions. So I think it's beautiful. Is that where you're being a TV presenter and you having that type of background and being more of a curious type of mind and going into your clothing brand and being your own? I mean, is that what led you to going into podcasting and maybe go back into media one day or where, where's your head at with that? Yeah, I mean, I've always had such a keen interest in broadcast journalism because mm -hmm. I think it's really important to ask the questions that people really want to know. And I, when I did first start out as a TV presenter, I didn't really know what the role entailed. I just knew that I was given a mic, I was on the screen, and this is the lines or this is the spiel that you say X, Y, Z. And again, as I've gotten older and I've got more experience, I've seen a lot of things. Like now, I feel like there's so many discussions to be had about different things that I just think need to be brought to light. So even with the podcast, I feel like it's a great way to broadcast like all these fabulous women like that I get the amazing opportunity to work with on a, on a daily basis. Like I'm all about reinvesting back into women in business That's powerful. and also helping to lead the next generation of, you know, entrepreneurs or female leaders. And I think by creating the Be Your Own podcast, we're able to just give the women a platform to talk about their journey um, give some insights, share some advice, and hopefully inspire again the next set of of leaders out there. And I just, you know, reverting back to what you just said, like for me, it's just so important that we're speaking about things that really matter, not mm -hmm. just trash crap, because there's so much about that. Like there's so much out there, especially on social media, about what entrepreneurship is. Like the over glamorization of entrepreneurship. Is, is quite sad really because there, there are a lot of down days and there are a lot mm -hmm. of good days, don't get me wrong. However, I just feel like a lot of them are not really brought to light and people just assume that, you know, if you're an entrepreneur or CEO, you know, you just go out on yachts all day long or take <laughs> holidays and you live in this laptop lifestyle. And yeah, I mean, okay, cool. Like I've been on some great yachts, like I've done some really, really cool things like sky, like all these amazing different things. But the reality is, is that's not really entrepreneurship. Mm. There's a lot of blood. There's a lot of not blood, but there's a lot of tears and sweat and effort. Mm -hmm. And like, there's so much that goes into it. And by having these discussions with these women and asking those questions and provoking those answers and probing them to, to go deeper, I feel like that really gives the audience a, and a more insightful view of what entrepreneurship is, not just for women, but for everyone who's embarking on right. that journey. Because like navigating your way through your business journey, like without that guidance and without that advice can be really, really tough. Right. I'm really different and lonely because you're gonna get caught up in your own head and you're not actually moving on your own terms, I guess you would say, because sometimes your the biggest driving forces don't come from the greatest moments in your life. And that could be something, a huge catalyst for the, actually propel you forward in entrepreneurship. Because entrepreneurship for me, isn't the yachts and champagne and nice watches and a nice clothes. 
that's not entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship is 4 a.m. sitting in my boxers and a wife beater going, well, how the hell can I get my business to this level? That's what it's about. And it's the grind. People sometimes, and they ask me questions and I'm going on interviews now and in different podcasts and some major, you know, influencers in the industry. And they're really curious about my thought process and, you know, what's actually brought me here in my story. They ask me questions like, how would you label yourself? I'm like, I really don't want to label myself just as an entrepreneur or maybe just even a salesperson that come from sales. I'm just a hustler to just happen to be good at sales. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a natural born hustler. I mean, I hustle, but a lot of people use that word in so many different types of ways, but I use it in a good way of actually loving the grind. I love the grind. Well, yeah, but, I love hustle culture. I think it's amazing and people should be proud of it because it's taking you from A to B or B mm-hmm. to E, like wherever you want to go. Like if you're not putting in that, grind and you're not hustling to take yourself to that that next step then you're not progressing and you're not evolving as an entrepreneur at all you're just staying stagnant right i mean i see a lot of entrepreneurs i meet people and they go well how did you get from a you know a seven to an eight figure and that you know type you know that quickly i'm like what was i mean that quickly i mean don't look at the overnight success bro like you gotta look at the you know the grind like there's there's some times where i thought i was gonna lose it all and there's times where i feel like like I'm really doing really well and I've gotten out of the murky water. I'm out there in that blue ocean. And I don't know if people have read books out there, but that blue ocean strategy is a really good book to read. But when you're getting out there in that blue ocean, you're now you have a target on your back. People are coming after you. Now you're actually what they're setting out for. You're, you're the standard. Well, I got to keep raising that standard. And that's the dedication to becoming 1% better every day. It's because every day I'm getting progressively getting better. 1% might not be huge for a lot of people, but over time, they're chasing the old me, Samantha. And I know that you probably feel that way. I mean, do you have a lot of people that I guess you would say as competition, looking at you as competition or looking at you as community? I mean, that's interesting because I've never, I've never really paid attention myself to other competitors. Right. Um, and because I think that we're all so brilliant and do you know what? There's, there's so much of the pie out there for everyone that mm-hmm. you don't need to really think about what someone else is doing all the time. And for me, like, I would gladly, um, like, I, I, I would feel flattered um, if people would see me as competition. That's great. And I'm, I'm sure along the way, people have probably, well, I know that they have, like, a few people have and I say steal the concept because it's just, that's just really not the case, but they, case, but they, you know, try to create something similar or like poach clients and right. so on and so forth. But for me, you know, there are so many people out there. Think of how many people there are in the world. Like if I was to focus my energy on what those people, like my competitors might do or people who might be doing the similar, same thing as me, like, I just really don't care because Mm -hmm. there's so much going on right now and people are only going to go where they're going to, where they're going to go. And, you know, you can look back and think, um, for example, you know, maybe five to 10 years ago, there was such thing as, as customer loyalty, but now it just really doesn't really exist. Um, Mm -hmm. We all have communities and fan bases. Absolutely. But that isn't to say that someone who likes the be your own brand doesn't like career Contessa or doesn't like um, thrive by Ariana Huffington or girl Mm -hmm. by um, Sophia Amoruso. Um, And that's brilliant because if people are seeing that we're in that same bracket, it means we're doing something right. And I, I'm flattered. Like I'm like, I love that. You touched on something 
And then I'm going to loop back to this question if I can. I think it's going to be really impactful for the listeners to understand. And I know this about you because I've read it about you and you talked about it just a little bit in our, our prior conversations. You're doing media and then you started to launch, you know, Critics Clothing. And it was very true to who you were to do street clothes and something keeping it trendy because that's what you enjoy and that's what you love, not going the whole designer around or doing the lingerie, what everybody else wants to do, just because of what they're telling you you want to do. But I thought it was something very important to bring up now where this conversation is going. You actually had the foresight, and this before the influencers, whether influencers in the social media boom, of actually interviewing like celebrities with the clothing and doing that in your interviews to get more exposure on your brand. I thought that was something that's really important to bring up because a lot of people don't understand the power behind that. I mean, you kind of did it before the influencers are doing it now. I mean, what led you to making that type of decision? Is it something that came to you naturally or did something inspire you to do that? Or you just maybe sat back and you're just a hustler like myself and was like, I got to make money. This is how I can get more exposure. I'm going to do it this way. Yeah, I think, again, like, when I first launched the brand, like I was, I had no idea how to even, I didn't even look at myself as an entrepreneur back then. Mm -hmm. I was just like, this is what I want to do. I love streetwear. I love like casual loungewear. Like I know that I can make this work. Um, and I had a great database. I had great connections coming from a media industry anyway. Like I had a lot of people who were, you know, singers, poets, uh, grime artists, TV presenters, people on reality TV shows and actors. And I was just like, okay, well, I've, I've got to make money. I've got to get this out there. Like, right. what, how am I going to do this? And I didn't have any money for PR back then. And I was actually very reluctant in 2012 to really jump on social media. Mm. I was like, no, if Bentley don't have Instagram, I'm not going to have Instagram. Um, mm -hmm. and how things have changed now. But back then I thought, well, why not take these people that I know in the industry who've got great followings on Twitter and a great online presence as well, and obviously have their communities like Sneakbo, Crepton Conan, Wretch right. Rita Aura, and just say, listen, I've got this brand. I'm willing to give you a press interview we'll push it out to all the, the news sites and the media outlets and get you out there, but you need to be wearing the critics clothing sweater or hoodie or t-shirt. And lo and behold, that's what exactly what happened. And we had like David Airwood. Um, we had, well, the names that I've just mentioned as well. We've, I mean, we've worked with a ton of amazing people and um, they just continue to like keep pushing out there, getting the word out there and more and more, more people kept, coming on board and it was totally totally free mm -hmm. um and then you know i ended up gate crashing a a party um where rita aura and cara delavine and asap rocky were hosting amica nightclub back in the day in london and um uh, look magazine picked it up and before i knew it the, the brand was just blowing up really really big and again that is to down to the whole hustle culture and just not giving right. up and being relentless and saying, listen, please just put this on, take a picture, I'll put whatever you want out in the press. And that's what happened. They, they lapped the idea up because it was keeping them current, keeping them relevant. They got the opportunity to talk about anything that they had coming up. For example, we interviewed um, Hugo Taylor 
who at that right. time was in Maiden Chelsea and has now got the um, Taylor Morris eye, eyewear line. And he was just plugging like his line and he'd just come out of I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. And it was just amazing for us. Like we were just getting so much like press and like the response. Free exposure. Yeah, it was totally free. And I, I really loved being part of that journey. It was really amazing because we were just taking so many different people from different backgrounds and just really pushing them out there. And it was a win-win uh, catch 22 situation. So Brian, I like you to keep dropping the win-win, right? Cause that's where everything's about. And that's the, what led me to, you know, naming the show, the win-win effect, because that's what I do with people. It's like, everyone's got to win. My team's going to eat. We're going to win. What are you doing tomorrow? Win. Everyone's winning. I mean, you got to put people in a situation where it's a win for them. It's a win for everybody else. And that's what makes people want to be around certain people like yourself and looking at you as more of a community. Do you believe that you making such a huge impact in back in those days, even before the social media boom actually helps you with your brand on be your own and you making an impact with so many of the women entrepreneurs? Yeah, I think, I mean, the be your own platform was, you know, sprung off the back of critics clothing and the whole mm -hmm. concept was about being your own person, standing for what you believe in, not conforming to the ideal ways of society or the views and peer pressures of others. And before that platform, so obviously we had critics clothing where all these like artists would come in and talk about what they were doing. But what I noticed was that there was such a huge engagement from women in the creative industry. So that's how we really began. We started off interviewing more so women within the creative industry and giving them a mm -hmm. platform. And then as time kind of really went on, it was like, Oh wow, this is really good. Like this is scalable. We can grow this. Like we've got all real right. traction and people really engaging with the whole concept of let's just be authentic let's just be ourselves we're good as we are mm -hmm. and i think because i'm a person that stands by my own ethos um i think that really is it's transparent with everything that i do because i really try to encourage people to just be you and be great at being you you don't need to be anybody else you don't need to look at what anybody else is doing just focus on yourself focus on your own lane and you're going to do great things. Right. Just have I've the faith. Said, yeah, absolutely. Have confidence and, and don't doubt yourself. Like I've always said, like, if you want to be a rock star, if you want to be a bin man, if you want to be a barista, like as long as you're like the best version of yourself mm -hmm. whilst doing it and you're happy doing what you're doing, then that's all that's ever going to matter. Don't worry about what anyone else is doing. Don't worry about what anyone else is saying. Just continue being you. Right. And I think that kind of goes back to what led you to doing what you're doing now. I mean, it wasn't like you set out a goal. Okay. I want to do X, Y, Z. It's just that you're in tune on who you are being authentic, being true to yourself. And it's what led you to doing what you're doing now. I mean, how much do you think about that? Or do you not think about it? Cause I don't think about it. When people ask me, what is the things that you want to accomplish in five years? I have a general idea, but I'm kind of going on what the, what everyone else is putting in front of me and me making the right decisions each day with my business development team, or could be maybe some ideas on where I want to get myself more involved in. But I be really believe that this decade is the decade for women entrepreneurs, just because of the marketplace and what I see with a, is a huge gap and a void that needs to be filled in a marketplace with a lot of the marketing and a lot of the sales. Cause you can't, a lot of people, they don't talk to each other, right? 
And there's a lot of emotional intelligence and people being authentic and be a little bit more empathetic with the conversations. And I think that's why this is the decade for women as entrepreneurs. So I think you're, as in you did before, you're kind of being ahead of the shift with the social media boom and you being a shift with the entrepreneur, you know, females. I think that this is the decade. I mean, do you believe that? Yeah. I mean, I've always said that, I mean, listen, of course, men are great. Yeah. Of course we need guys, but women are so good at making the world go round. Yes. And I just think, I think that supporting other entrepreneurs is paramount to not only your own success, but every, like everybody's success. Like the more we reinvest, the more we continue to champion and connect and share and just really just hype people up who are doing amazing things. I think the better the place will be. And I just, I just really like the idea of just helping women in business just to get their foot in the door as much as possible. Like for me, watching other women flourish and grow in business is just, it's so amazing because women are so great, but they just need that platform. And I think I'm, that support. you know, I, with what I've built up and the, the, yeah, like the presence that I have and the community that I've built. For me, like, it's just really important to give that back and just give that limelight to other women who might possibly need it more than I do. Hmm. Um, female entrepreneurship is only going to get better. And I think, you know, we, now is the time, really, um, just, to, just to really shed light on it. Um, I don't know if I'm so far ahead of the game, but, I mean, we've got the YouTube channel now. So, we, you know, we've partnered with almost 300 um, UK PR agencies to mm-hmm. offer more articles, advice, like for other women in business as well. And we've, we're just constantly putting more tools and resources out there for women in business. That right. need a lot of content that I'm seeing you guys put out. A lot of content. A lot. Yeah, we do. So, right. I mean, especially with you know, the, some of the sponsors, I think there's a couple like what, sweets and chips and, and whatnot actually sponsoring your brand. I mean, does that give their maybe more options for the people that become a member within, you know, Be Your Own? Does that give them more options on, on tapping into their networks as well with you? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, one of the niches that we have, or I should say really the USP of the brand is that we only work with female entrepreneurs and female right. founders. So like all the brands that you see or the partner network that we have, they're all female. Like even the PR agencies are, they either have a, like they're female founded or they're female Mm co-founded. And so like when they come on board to sponsor the podcast, like we just had Dame, um, which is a sustainable um, Tampax brand, tampon brand. And they came on and obviously with us being such a female centric audience and readership based anyway, like it's just the synergy is always going to fit really well. Right. And of course, if we have guys who are listening, which we do, we have an incredible amount of, of guys that listen into the podcast because I think they want to, you know, they want to hear it from a woman, which is brilliant. Um, but we've always been female first and that's what I like about the brand. And that's what's really important is that we need to be putting more female brands out there for people to see and for people to make a conscious decision of, okay, if I'm a woman in business, do I go and invest into another female backed business or do I go and put my money into, you know, um, a brand that's owned by a guy? And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But I just right. think that it, 
it is really great when we do that and we see that come to life that women are like oh do you know what actually i'd much rather spend my money with a you know a social media um company or an advertising company because it's led by a woman being a man entrepreneur when I listened to your podcast, I got more from those couple episodes of me listening to someone, and I'm not going to name drop because I don't want to put those people in that type of situation, but they're always surface level. You know, they're not, they don't get to the, yeah. the core and the root. I mean, you know how it is, and they have their own story, right? And it's their own story they're trying to project out in the universe, project out just for their brand, and they don't want to diminish their brand. I get that, but women are a little bit more emotionally tuned to who they are and being authentic and they're going to give you the raw kind of treatment if you ask the right question yeah yeah no absolutely like women make great leaders and i think that there's there's a story in everyone um and mm -hmm. women are just so good at relaying and telling a great story that just just makes you want to engage in it and be like oh my goodness yes i totally resonate with that and there's been so many women that have come on the podcast that have got They've shared, like Liz Taylor, who we mentioned before, like she mm -hmm. is amazing. And the feedback that I had from her podcast as the first one that went live with us, it was just incredible. And it just reminded me of why I love doing what I do and right. how grateful I am to, to work with women like this on a daily basis. I mean, we went from doing one interview every Monday, every month to now running content every single day. We have partnerships with so many different content companies and so many different women out there that are just writing and sharing their stories. And I just think that they're just so inspirational because there is no filter. They talk right. about very, very raw subjects. I mean, if I go back through some of the archives or some of the interviews that we've done in you know 2016 2017 when we first launched like some of these women are talking about really traumatic experiences and how that has really helped fuel and like give them ammunition to grow their business whether it's been from a really bad divorce or um some really tragic you know um childhood story like they're using that to propel the the, as the driving force, you know, mm -hmm. to, to do that in business because that's all they've got. Right. You're forcing men, if they listen to it, you're forcing men to get in tune with their own emotions and checking themselves and being a little bit more vulnerable. Um, I know that, especially just kind of like private moment for myself and I'll, I'll share it with the listeners. I mean, the last seven months and eight months have been very difficult for myself. I had to go back and realign a lot of the things and maybe potentially my insecurities and me holding myself a hundred percent you know, accountable to some of the inactions and actions that I've actually, you know, put out in the universe and, and done in the past. But you have to first forgive yourself and then ask yourself why and then how can I overcome this? And to be honest with you, Samantha, like I've seen more impact within myself because now I'm a little bit more aligned on who I am. And yeah, of course, you know, that's a hard thing for people when they hit a certain level of success. It's an identity for them. It was never an identity for me. So that way I was able to go back in. But I feel for the men entrepreneurs and I'm just speaking in that type of way because I know more about it because I'm a man but for men entrepreneurs are stuck into the identity of being successful and they don't want to go back in and actually leave with their flaws and leave with their failures because that's vulnerability we're taught as a very young men and I was raised by an older generation where you can't show as a weakness vulnerability to especially to a woman but going back in and realigning everything and you having the courage to go back through yeah it's going to be difficult but that's going to make you a little bit more impactful and understanding, hey, 
now I know the problem. Here I'm hearing what I'm hearing you say, it isn't matching up with what actually you're putting out. And I can sense the fact that you're holding back. And that what makes me really impactful when I'm having conversations with people. I had a guy, you know, the what David Meltzer, the guy that inspired Jerry Maguire on recently. And the conversation led off with talking about emotional intelligence and sales. And this guy's built some major corporations. I mean, 100, 200 million, $500 million. And the conversation went to emotional intelligence and it went into being whole on who you are and your vibration and putting the right things out in the universe. I mean, how much do you talk about that within be your own and your companies on you being more vulnerable in who you are? But I guess that if you're a woman, you don't have to have those kind of conversations or do you? Yeah, I mean, I really like listening to other women. I, I think there's so much beauty in being vulnerable and there's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with sharing your failures and sharing, I say failures, I, I, should, you know, I really don't like that word. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, it's just a setback. Oh yeah, like it's just, that, that's the one, it's a setback. Um, it's just a learning curve. And I think it's just, it's nice when people share them because you think, do you know what, when you look at it, this person's real, like this person is, attainable like i think when we when we look at great figureheads and great leaders such as i mean i look at like cheryl sandberg and uh, ariana huffington and um well there's 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 many but michelle moan or yeah, karen brady and i think yeah but th these stories are brilliant but like what has been like what has been like what challenges have they been faced with and how often do they share them with their audience so people can understand that these people are real and they face challenges yes. in business just like we do and i think the more that we put that out and the more that we project that like people can understand that we are real like entrepreneurship is difficult running a business is difficult and by being vulnerable i feel like we're able to connect with a much wider audience a bigger community just by being honest and saying right i tried, I tried this today and lo and behold it was it, it was shit it didn't work and mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that like we shouldn't feel ashamed to be saying that this didn't work out um because most people aren't even getting out of bed in the morning before you know <laughs> or some people are working like every day like and there's not again there's nothing wrong with working in a with working in a store like nine till five and having no ambition if that's what, how you want to live your life mm -hmm. that's fine i have no problem with that right and it's interesting because a lot of the people do, that do comment a lot of the people that have things to say are those people that aren't even out there doing it and you think, yes, how they don't you have the courage yeah like how can you even understand like like, like you don't you don't even like we're making that step like if you're decision every day like you're staying stagnant and you're not doing anything it's better to make a decision and move forward even if it's wrong mm -hmm. then just don't then not make a decision at all and think what if because it could yeah. work out it yeah. might not work out but the chances are is that if you put all your energy into it and and prioritize making it work then the chances are it's probably going to work you just got right. faith right i mean they want to see the instant gratification from it or instant you know that kind of goes with the whole social media thing is that looking for likes or looking for comment. I don't give a shit about all that stuff. What I care about is making an impact is someone's going to listen to the podcast or someone's going to listen to, I don't know, a clip on social media. that's going to really resonate with them and make an impact and actually help them get over that first step. And I think that 
it's something that definitely needs to be applauded more on someone having the courage to turn their camera on and speaking to their camera for one minute and then posting it on social media. But what happens is, well, as soon as you're starting to have a little bit of traction, that your friends and the people around you, that are closest around you, sometimes your social circle can be toxic. They're going to poke, you know, poke holes at you and mock you and scoff you and whatnot. I've had that happen recently with myself for the last like eight years of me going into the entrepreneurial world and me tackling it. And now they're starting to see all the accolades and all the success and all the, the life that I'm living. And people are now the one used to laugh at me and scoff me and mock at me and all that shit. They're asking me for jobs. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I mean, I remember when you used to make fun of me, you know, and then they, they, they can't not want to not like it, right? <laughs> or comment on it. They refuse to do it because they're caught up in their own ego. How much does that come into play with entrepreneurship and that ego and dropping that ego and living in a world where everything's enough and an abundant lifestyle? What do you mean? Like, um, like how often do I get told no or like, well, yeah, I mean, just for for instant, like how often do you see that with people? Maybe potentially what's really holding them back is their ego, or it could be them not realizing that there's enough in the world for everyone, enough success, enough fulfillment, enough money. I mean, living in an abundant type of lifestyle, I'm sure that you probably come in contact with a lot of people, maybe that you're mentoring or come in contact with people that comment on some of your things that they're not seeing things through your optimistic lens. So if they're not seeing life through a way that you're looking at life and not is everything's enough, there's abundant lifestyle. I mean, is it sometimes the ego that gets in the way? I mean, do you have conversations about that or trying to correct them in a different way of yeah, looking at I it? Think, yeah. I mean, I think one of the, one of the biggest factors there is that fear factor, isn't there? Mm -hmm. um people are the unknown people don't want to take that jump people don't want to take that leap like a lot of people are very very happy with just being comfortable and if a comfortable mm -hmm. lifestyle lifestyle is, is working for you then that's that's good i'm definitely not going to waste my time and energy to try and change your mindset because i think that if you've got that mindset like you i say you would have been born with it but as an entrepreneur, like you build up that resilience, you build up that perseverance and that tenacity. And they're like mm. three main core ingredients that I think makes is, uh, makes the perfect entrepreneur. And I, I think if you don't have that, it's very difficult to like implement your ideas or your concepts or your, you know, your way of thinking because they're just never going to get it. They're never going to understand mm. that. They're always going to be, you know, why, why you, or why haven't I got that? Or like, and again, like back down to the whole ego thing. Um, there are people that, that used to mock me, um, you know, in the beginning, why do you want to launch a streetwear brand? Like, isn't that a male industry? Like, why would you be doing that? Like, what do you mean you own that? Like you're 20, you're, you know, you've just turned 22. And I'm like, well, look who's laughing now because like, I'm a person that I don't need to sit and prove you wrong about anything. I just get on and get things done. In the mm. beginning, I was always waving my hands around and, you know, like, I say demanding respect, but I, that was my personality back then. But right. after having that experience of running a business and growing and, like, learning from other people, like, I just, do you know what? I just, just get things done. I don't need to prove to anyone what I'm doing I just get it done and then then afterwards if you want to come to me and say oh you know can I have a job or I see you was working with this person can you link me up here and I'm like 
probably not because you right. wasn't a support, like you wasn't a supporter in the beginning. So right. why you don't have to ask if you're going to get that type of stuff is done by you not asking. I mean, I'm never going to ask someone to introduce me to somebody else. They're going to want to because they feel the value on what I can bring to that other person. I get it. Yeah. I mean, here's, I mean, a lot of different things that, you know, we've discussed on this you know, podcast. And I know the listeners, you know, received a lot of value from it. And I've, I've actually learned more about you just from this conversation today. And I know that it can definitely make an impact. I mean, for the most part, I mean, I know that we're getting to the point where we can start wrapping up and, and getting onto the next, you know, part of the conversation on how our listeners can find you. But I really have, I'm curious about a couple things if I can ask. You being kind of who you are and what you're putting out and you being 100% authentic, which I absolutely love and I'm attracted to that. It's like a beacon for a lot of people because when they're 100% authentic, I'm just attracted to them. I at least give them the time of day to hear what they have to say. And it becomes, you come across so genuine. That's something that you can't, you can't teach, but you can start to mold with that type of mindset of you coming across and saying, listen, just be who you are. And that's why I love about your brand and be your own. Love that. What was the, what's the future for that for you? I mean, is it the brands? Are you moving into those types of areas? Maybe going back to the media. I mean, what's the future Samantha going to actually bring to the marketplace? Or do you sit back and think about that? Or you just go with where you're going to go? Hmm. I think everything's just moving at such a rapid pace. Yeah. Time. And there's so many great opportunities that get thrown my way. I mean, my to-do list never seems to end. Like I like close off the evening um, with everything ticked off. Um, but one thing I will say is that like the podcast for Be Your Own wasn't actually going to be launched until the end of the year. And then with lockdown happening, it came to us sooner, which was brilliant because I was still able to connect to other like-minded women in business, drive conversations forward and also communicate via a new method to our audience already mm-hmm. and you know hopefully capture a new audience and off the back of that it gave me some amazing other ideas that i could implement into the brand as well like we've now turned i mean we was always kind of like full services and media brand anyway but now we're switching into advertising as well so there's so many like different legs and branches now that we've added to the brand that it's like it's like a snowball. I, Isn't you know, it fun when your business gets like that? That's the most fun. That's the, the best time is when you have so many, see all the opportunities like that branch, that tree branch and roots, but please go on, expand on that. Yeah. Like I just picture it's like a snowball just rolling mm. down the hill and it's just like all these things. It's like gathering up like leaves and bits of mm. mud and like sticks and stuff. <laughs> um, hopefully it's not going to smack into any tree anytime soon, but um yeah, like I just find that there's just so many great things that have been added to the brand. Like we are due to be launching like a pop-up store in London. Um, again, that's all down to whether like it's all COVID-19 dependent. Right. But, um, there's so many great things that are happening. So we've got the YouTube channel now. So we're doing partnerships with other women in business to offer webinars as well. Oh, that's um, cool. We've got the podcast, um, we've got the advertising partners, we, we're branching out into other different areas, which I, I don't really want to discuss too much of, but we're, of course. we're, looking, we're looking at becoming like an on t- on, online retailer as well for female-centric brands, um, which would probably be 
probably be focused around like drop shipping with select brands and stuff. So like there's lots of different ideas, but it's about fine tuning them and making sure that the energy that I put in, there has to be some kind of return on investment. And it doesn't, oh, wow. always, yeah. it doesn't always mean like monetary value. Like, of course, money's great. We love money. It makes the world go round. But it's also about whether it brings me happiness. Mm. And there has to be a point where it's like, okay, well, I can't keep taking on too much because I'm just going to explode. Like my brain is just right. going to be too overwhelmed. And I do feel like that a lot of the time. Like, you know, going back into broadcasting or media like I'm looking at going back into TV presenting as well like I have my own things that I want to be doing not just with the brand right um, of course you know I'm at the forefront of the brand I'm the ambassador I own the brand but there's also like some other things that I really want to be doing so I also have to allow that time to be able to fulfill my own desires not just with the brand as well like so yeah I beautifully said, and, and, and congratulations on your growth and, and your journey so far. And you, and hopefully, you know, picking up that mud and the leaves and you not trying to hit that tree, that would be the, yeah. actually a catalyst and you're not hitting that tree and that snowball. And I get it. There's a lot of things that I want to accomplish and I, and I'm just in the forefront of, you know, my brands and, and the businesses that I own. Right. And I, I see that, but the main thing is, you know, if I can give any kind of advice or any, any advice to any of the listeners out there or maybe in or in that type of situation where you want to do more for yourself personally and your own personal goals is you have to have the right culture and hire within the next one up. I, I live and die by that because it's the core values that I, you know, was raised in the military is that honor, courage, commitment. If it doesn't go with those three core values, then it's not about me. It's not about the business. It's not, if I'm going to put worth the right energy into something, I want to see, you know, myself in that brand when it comes out and then making an impact because that's what everything I'm about. Yeah. I do have a, well, I guess you would say a hustler's mentality, but it's a winning mentality. I'm going to win. No matter what I'm going to put my forth, my energy on, and you're very similar to that. I think it's the tourist thing or whatever it is. I don't know. The synergy, there's a lot of synergy between both of us there that we see eye to eye. You're not going to have, I'm not going to say, hey, Savannah, I see this. You're not going to, I'm not going to have to have that conversation with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're going to say, I already know where he's at. Yeah. I know like, what he's going to say. Yeah. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. No. I think that's beautiful. Do you have a lot of people in your organization that, see you and you don't really have to explain yourself all the time mm, i mean yeah i mean in my organization yeah absolutely um we all get the vision we're all aligned we all understand the purpose we all understand what we're doing we all understand as well what what the driving force is it's not i mean having clients having money like bringing in new partners bringing it getting new collaborations collaborations they are brilliant but mm -hmm. it's about what value we're also giving back. And when Beautiful. I see the value that we're giving to people and people give us great testimonies and share and bring us new clients by word of mouth, just because of what we've delivered to them. That for me is what overall, like having that great client satisfaction, that for me is so important. And mm. that is what my team members need to understand that, of course, they're still going to get paid. I mean, it doesn't matter if they brought in new clients or not, they're still going to have, they're still going to get paid. But what I really want to see is, okay, clients, yes, but also having testimonies and having people write about us and say, oh my goodness, I work with Samana. Like I'm so you know, happy that we've worked with the Be Your Own brand and they add mm. us to their websites. And like, it's just, it's just amazing. Like I really love seeing that. And if people don't get that vision and people don't understand where I'm going with this, like 
then it, it has to be a, a see you later from me because I can't right. have people on my team that just don't understand where my mindset is. And I have had that in the past where, you know, I've worked with, you know, certain people like video production or like even like photographers and they don't get it. Like they just don't. And it's like, I can't sit and force that idea. Like we're, we're going to roll with it, but I just won't hire you again. We can't work right. again because like you can see it in pictures or you can see it in video content. But Small details. There's just yeah. very small little, small little details that people don't catch. And that's the difference between good and great in my opinion. Yeah. Like if the vibe's not there, like I can't force it. Like that is part of my personality that I'm, I'm, I'm very transparent. I'm very mm -hmm. honest and very true. And if something's not working for me, I'm like, this is just not working. Like just wrap <laughs> it up. We're going to finish it. We're going to wrap it up because we're professional people here, but we just, I, I need to hire. I can't work with you again. It's just not. Right. I love that about you. A lot of people, they're not going to, live in the no filter land because of course it's an image there right i mean but that i would if you said that to me i would respect it because i get it but a lot of people don't get it but you're not going to sit there and try to you know convince someone on why they're never going to be that successful whatever success is for them i mean if some people are happy living in a tent and driving around in a van god bless you but some people really want all the finer things in life i never thought i would really like all the finer things in life so i was able to afford those types of things and i'm like hey this is nice but i can go back and eating mayonnaise sandwiches yeah. that helps you know i i lived that world i grew up but i broke yeah. that cycle because i can never go back and i i feel that coming from you mm -hmm. because that's what makes you really impactful in what you do because you're grateful for everything it seems yeah i mean i can't count the amount of like beans on toast that i had like marmite i mean i still love marmite to this day i eat it out of the jar but i mean like on my instagram or on some of my socials you'll see that i'm you know i'm out michelin star restaurants but that took time to get there it was not yes. like that in the beginning and there was a lot of hours that went in it's not the overnight successes you previously mentioned like there was a lot that went into that and a lot of the times like I was like eating Mackie D's and, you know, God bless Mackie D's, but you know, um, I was eating like, like really rubbishy crap food and smoking so much and having so much caffeine and sweets because I mean, mm. that's all that I could really afford. And that was, I right. get back to my mentality that I didn't want to go back home. I didn't want to ask my grandparents for, for money. I didn't want to ask my dad for support. Like I wanted to do it on my own. And, mm. and I'm so like, grateful and fortunate that I got to experience that and never give up because I truly believed in myself that hey like these this beans on toast is great like I can still I can have that and I if if need be like I would go back to that again like I'm not ashamed to say that like I've been in some really bad situations me too yeah some really really bad situations but that is the part that's the part of the of the journey that's entrepreneurship and I wouldn't change anything because I've learned so much from it. And it's helped me fuel, like build the person that I am, like have that resilience, have that tenacity and have that drive and determination that a lot of people would have been like, nope, this is too much. I can't deal with it. I've got to go back to my nine till five. For me, there was no, there was no plan B. There was no other option. Like mm -hmm. I haven't had a corporate job. I haven't had a proper paid job since like I was 16, 17 working in McDonald's. Um, yeah, I can't go back either. No, I can't go back. Like I can't go do, I can't do that again. Like it was, mm -hmm. I'm terrible at taking advice, uh, direction from people. <laughs> that's that Taurus, that's that Taurus yeah. hard headed, yeah. 
I can't listen to people like it's my way or the highway and that's just me um so it, I was watching something one time and I don't know what signed um, P Diddy or Puff Daddy or whatever he called himself now, but I was watching something when he was growing his agency when he got fired and he, I posted it on, I think in one of the stories on social media, because it was so funny because I literally <laughs> two days ago was saying the same thing when I got off a call with somebody, anything that in life that I want, I'm going to get. Right. And he was like, literally hung up the call. got a call. Like, I guess they got to deal with like, MTV back this back in those days when he still had the cassettes and tapes inside of his office he was throwing it around and like banging around like anything I want I'm gonna get like what can't you do I'll do it I can do anything that's how you that's how I feel because I whatever I'm gonna give my intention to I'm going to accomplish it there's because I'm willing to die right then yeah right then because I can't go back I might like and I, I'm gonna get too personal but like my background and, and my struggle and my journey my, my parents, like my dad sacrificed his whole life to be able to afford my sister to go and have the care that she had because she was born handicapped. And I watched her breathe through tubes her whole life. And if that doesn't give you any inspiration, holy crap about the people that say I can't do something. Watch my mom beat cancer, eight back surgeries, overcoming adversity. So here's where I'm going with this, Samantha, and any kind of listeners are listening into this. I have no excuse. I, got, I can't go back. And that's how I was able to break the cycle. Because there's, there's my back's against the wall every day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah, of course. I, I have a lot of reserves there, but I can't think about all those reserves. I'm thinking about right now. So there's an outcome that I got to get to. It's going to happen. You can bet your last dollar I'm going to win. Yeah. And I feel that coming from you and that same tenacity, but obviously it comes through a different way. You're able to explain it a little bit more eloquently <laughs> than I do. Okay. But I, I'm ferocious. Don't sit next to me in a room and you might have a couple four little words that come out, but there's going to be a lot of energy, good or bad. And that pretty much depends on, on the way that you interpret that energy and take it in because I'm going to bring it. I'm bringing it today. Every day I'm going to win because I'm dedicated to, to do everything I needed to do to make that happen. And it sounds like you, that you have that within your organization and culture. I'm, I'm really curious to know, learn more about you every single time that I have a conversation with you. But for the most part, I mean, where can our listeners like, really find you? I know you have the membership for Be Your Own, your podcast, you have the YouTube channel, a lot of things that you've done. But like, where can, for the most part, how can I get access to you with your staff? Um, so I would say you can reach out to me on um, Instagram at Samana Duran, all one word, all lowercase. And if you're interested in working with us at Be Your Own, if you're a female-backed venture or you founded something that you want to rave about, you want to work with us on a partnership basis, or you just have something great to contribute, like we're always open to, to new ideas, exploring new opportunities. So you can reach out to Emma at Be Your Own at beyourown.org or org, uh, or like all one word. Uh, and the same on Instagram as well. We are at Be Your Own UK, all one word, all uppercase actually as well. Same on Twitter. You can tweet us as well. Um, if there's anything online that you, you know, you want to talk about or you want to have a debate about, I've recently started doing that as well um, with the articles that we put out. Um, I like to spark a little bit of, uh, of a debate about that. So um, I think today I spoke about Kim entrepreneurs have too much sex which has been really interesting 
um, with the with the response and the people that have been sliding in the DMs talking about that. And we had a bit of a conversation about that prior to this podcast mm -hmm. starting. But I love a debate. I love a discussion. I love to understand other people's thought process. So don't be afraid to reach out to me. If I don't respond straight away, it's just because I don't actually have all my notifications on my phone because it's just <laughs> a distraction to my everyday yes. life. But I do, I really do try to take the time to go through all the responses and, and the DMs and stuff. So I will definitely look forward to anyone who wants to reach out and, and connect with me there for sure. I appreciate you saying that. And then a lot of things that you know, towards the end of the discussions and, and leaving with a, a positive note about some of the things that you're doing and I'm seeing that you're leaving it open to discussion because you're curious about what people are going to say. A lot of people, when they hit that certain level of success, they're not really paying attention to what the customers are saying or what their audience is saying to them. That's what helps you be aligned on who you are and with the adjustments that you need to make to continue to keep growing, which is very powerful, very nice to see. And congratulations on everything. And thank you so much for coming on our show. Thank you. No, thank you so much for inviting me. It's been an absolute pleasure. And if there's anything that I can do or if you, if, if you need any help with anything, then do feel free to reach out to me because... I would gladly love to be a part of your journey in any which way, any capacity. All right. I appreciate that. And likewise, I'm, I'm an open book. I always try to put myself in a situation where all my ask are there and I'm asking people, but then it's hard for me to ask anything. But sometimes it just kind of like goes with, you know, everything that we do and just trying to, hey, I know the person that can make an impact in here. And I'm, that type of opportunity. And those are the people that you really look up to or the people that you actually value in your life. When you're in a room full of opportunities, you bring the other person up. Yeah. That's, that means a lot to me. So thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, thank you so much, Chris Ross.